0: Welcome, everybody, to your favorite Wednesday night podcast, the PCPS, the Paranatural Cryptid Preservation Society. Tonight, me, myself, and I, Sooth, and my lovely co-host, Mebula. Hi, everyone. Hello. We'll be bringing you the creepy tales of Waverly Hills Sanatorium in Louisville, Kentucky. I'm saying that right. Yes. Louisville. All right, cool. Let's just making sure. Oh, so this one was actually suggested by a friend of mine. Um Hawk and I jumped on it because I've heard of it and I've seen ghost investigations done um with like ghosted not ghost adventures um not Zach. It's a uh, ghost hunters hunters. yes Yes. thank you i was gonna remember it i was um and it was creepy and i like the creepy and i like sanatoriums so why not combine the two with waverly hills that and the history with waverly hills is a
1: really fun one too
0: oh god it's fun it's sad it's tragic
1: it's notorious in this area this region of the country
0: it seems like it's notorious in the ghost hunting world as well it is it's
1: a huge abandoned structure that's a tuberculosis hospital so it was absolutely haunted and just beautiful and of course attracted all of the investigations yeah
0: all of the spooky enthusiasts they still do tours of the place too. They have like regular tours and then they have paranormal tours. And the I think overnight tours, the late yeah. at night ones. That's the six hour one, right?
1: Yes. And not going to lie. I want to do that one. I wanna it to- sounds so much fun. Look, if you
0: go, I'm going. Okay, let's go. Oh, I'm down. And we actually have a friend of ours who um, we're going to be sharing his personal story that he had when he went to Waverly Hills Asylum on one of these tours at the end of our podcast tonight. So hang in there if you want to listen to a personal experience that happened with spooks there. So I'm, I, I can't wait to, to hear that. Cannot wait to hear that. I feel like it's going to be pretty awesome. So let's dive in to the history of Waverly Hills Sanatorium. And we're going to tell you that it wasn't always a sanatorium. Started
1: as a schoolhouse.
0: It did. It started as a schoolhouse. Um, A man actually bought it to uh, build a schoolhouse for his daughters. Um, It was by Major Thomas H. Hayes in 1883, and he had decided that he was going to do, like we said, a one-room schoolhouse on the property where he planned for his daughters to attend. And the school was called both Waverly School and Waverly Hills after the Waverly novels written by Sir Walter Scott. I haven't read those novels, have you?
1: I, I have not. I have read some old school literature, but not those ones.
0: Yeah. Now I want to, though. Now I want to. (laughs)
1: Yeah, considering what it inspired. Oh, definitely.
0: Right? Like, why a schoolhouse? Now I need to read the the books, the novels, to figure out why he decided to name the schoolhouse after that, and then, in turn, the sanatorium. Now, it goes on that uh, during the 19th century the United States faced a tuberculosis outbreak and in turn, the school uh, completely shut down and stopped operating. And the board of tuberculosis hospital decided to build a sanatorium on the property instead, of to, instead to have a space for individuals facing tuberculosis. So it kind of goes from one certain type of hope bright future hope schooling and education to i hope you make it through <laughs> you know what i
1: mean yes they're basically widespread death i mean yeah. this time there was there wasn't a cure for tuberculosis it was a it was a bacteria that was just wreaking havoc and killing many thousands of people every day
0: Right, and part of the lore of Waverly Hills is that between 50 and 60,000 people passed away at this sanatorium because of tuberculosis.
1: In the about, let's see what, 60 years it was open, sorry 51 years it was open, Yeah,
0: that many deaths due to tuberculosis. And they weren't allowed to leave the property. Yeah, which I find pretty interesting because okay, so they the basically in 1908 the construction began for the two-story sanatorium and once it opened, they had 40 tuberculosis tuberculosis I swear I can speak patients who were admitted <laughs> after it opened in 1910. I'm telling you man, I just I'm well, trying tuberculosis to- yeah. does not roll off the tongue very easily. it really doesn't. It does not. I'm trying to like, eh. (laughs) maybe I should do like some mouth warm ups or something before I come on (laughs) here. I don't know. (laughs) Uh, The amount that I speak on the daily, like I am a talkative person, so I should be able to like pronounce words correctly, but maybe it's because I'm tired. I don't know. Anyway,
1: so I I work with
0: funny bacteria every day and
1: still struggle to say the name. So,
0: man, I was doing a podcast last week on um the death cult they call it a death cult of santa Muerte, myrta santa myrta in Muerte? um it's in yeah in in mexico and i apologize profusely because i was trying so hard to pronounce them correctly and i could not do it i was like just please don't be offended by the fact that i am trying <laughs> but i can't do this Ooh. <laughs> Uh, so, I get tongue-tied, too. It's terrible. No it's terrible. So, okay. So, we got the number of the tuberculosis patients continued to grow from 1910, and they ended up having to do a five-story expansion in 1926. That's a lot of expanding. It's a lot of expanding, and but it allowed up to 400 patients to stay there at once. So, I mean, it, it, it's a good expansion, but... It took a bit. It took a little bit for them to be able to make this upgrade, this expansion. So they end up with 400 patients. And being that tuberculosis (laughs) was contagious and highly deadly at the time, the patients were secluded from others in the community for, you know, personal safety reasons for everybody else, you know, so that it wouldn't spread have another outbreak. So the sanatorium basically became its own city, its own little town. It had a post office. It had farmland. It had its own zip code. And anyone that worked on site was not allowed to leave the property. And that is where this body shoot comes in. I'm kind of creeped out by the body shoot.
1: The fact that they call it a body shoot.
0: I. It creeps me out because it's a very long tunnel in the well tunnels are normally in the ground anyways but it's in the ground and it's dark and it's creepy and, and the logic behind why it exists Yeah, it explain to them why they created an underground body shoot
1: They thought that other patients seeing the dead bodies would discourage them and it would make whatever treatments they were using less effective. However, this did not work. They were transporting at least two bodies every day. Through the body chute. Through the chute. Through the chute. 500 foot tunnel that goes from the hospital to, well, down and out.
0: Yeah, down and out. They also used it as a bomb shelter. And they used it as a tornado shelter, so they had to move all of these patients into that body chute. So it's a, and it's it's not like all stairs either. There's one side of it is a ramp, and the other side of it is stairs. So you're moving these death, deadly, deathly ill people, right, in these weak states, as quickly as possible down this 500 foot, damn tunnel. dark tunnel. Yeah, there's. A, From what I've seen from the pictures and the videos that I have seen, there is not a lot of light sources in that tunnel. It's almost like they were using just like lanterns and torches.
1: At one point they had to. There was no way to wire that for electricity. Yeah.
0: (laughs) That just creeps me out. Like, a lot. It was... uh, Okay. Moving on from my creep factor. Um, So in 1943... A microbiologist Albert Israel Schätz. I hope I'm saying that correctly. Um invented an antibiotic medication that became an effective treatment for tuberculosis. So after that there wasn't a lot of cases. It just it like decreased drastically and there wasn't a need for a sanatorium like Waverly Hills anymore. So it took some years, but it happened. Yeah, I did. It took some years, but they they basically renovated. So the sanatorium was converted and reopened as a nursing home called Woodhaven Geriatric Center. And the treatment in this center is tragic. <laughs> I saw some document footage. Um, you can you can just just. Google or YouTube, Waverly Hills Sanatorium or Woodhaven Geriatric Center was what it was turned into. And it's appalling how our elderly was treated.
1: Our prisoners have been treated better than the elderly in retirement homes.
0: Agreed. And I stand
1: by that until the day I, I pass.
0: I agree with you 100%, especially here because they blamed the mistreatment of our elderly as um, being severely understaffed, um, causing the patients to, you know, face neglect. I don't believe that is true. But uh, in any case, it forced them to close down in 1982. And uh, they decided imagine to... Imagine
1: a, a retirement home or, or geriatric center like that, operating like that for 20 20 years before it was closed.
0: They, girl, they were using electroshock therapy on geriatric patients.
1: Mm. Mm
0: -mm -mm. Mm -hmm. Just fry their brains. The bed sores, half of them were naked, rolling around in their own feces. Squeeze me. I- mm -hmm. Absolutely
1: awful infected Weeping, seeping, painful, disgusting bed source. Yeah, and I imagine probably some um, necrotic flesh as well.
0: I yeah, considering the environment, absolutely. Yeah. So I'm glad it was closed down in 1982. Exactly. Uh, as it should have been. People so have,
1: our geriatric people have lived too long
0: and put in too much into this life to be
1: treated like that.
0: I look at our elders as living history tombs. That's what they are. They are living history books. Missing out on knowledge there. Good knowledge from a lot of them anyway. So anyway, so they decided to convert the property, right? And they made several plans for the property after the, the geriatric center was closed down. And there, the first failed attempt was a minimum security prison. Go figure. Probably would have been treated better than the old people. <laughs> I'm saying, but uh, why do you, have you seen a pattern in like haunted places? Have you, do you see this pattern? Like they're either converted they, prisons. Uh, yeah, or on some occasions, apartment complexes. Apartment complexes are
1: all on their own, and then you just add the abandoned and creepy factor to it.
0: I'm like, <laughs> it really is. It's like, oh, the horror, the horror. Sometimes, some, sometimes, some things should just not be converted. They should just be left alone, left alone. Yes. I mean, look at the abandoned malls; those could be converted, right? I actually live very close to one of those and it is it is extremely
1: creepy. Uh, it is being demolished now, but it was closed down and abandoned for, God, a decade before and haunting. Haunting. Because I remember when I was young, that being a hot spot to go to.
0: Really? Mm-hmm. I mean, is it like, have you gone back at any point? I have
1: seen it. Um, It was a few years after they had closed it But it had already started falling into disrepair And it was just dystopian And surreal and Creepy The creep
0: factor was high on that one But See that's also like a missed Opportunity that could be a homeless shelter That could have been a shelter for Abused peoples It could have been turned into a school You know that's and Have you seen all of the like abandoned mansions And things that are just Oh yeah But if anybody's curious
1: about what that mall is, um, it is Westland Mall in Columbus, Ohio. Abandoned and creepy.
0: I believe it. I believe (laughs) it. I've been, I went into an abandoned, um, well, it was, it used to be, it's not anymore. Um, It was an abandoned plantation that,
1: yeah, and I can it, only imagine the vibes in that place.
0: Girl, let me tell you. It's a okay, let me tell you this little story. I'm gonna tell you my little story here. I was I'm a little teenager. side tangent. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Little, yes, little side tangent here. Um so I was with a couple of my guy friends, teenagers. You know how we are. We're we're trying to find something to get into. And this it was huge. And the yards were still manicured. It was still being kept up by the city, but nobody formally owned it, right? So one night we decided to get a wild hair and we're bored. And we pull up to it and the driveway goes, it circles pretty much the entire house. And it's its pretty big. And it had one of those uh, built-in carports the really pretty ones the cement and concrete and brick and it had pillars and everything where you could drive under it and drop whoever off and then drive you know around and whatever so that's where we parked and we went around back and we thought we were going into um like a side room like a pantry or something right because the door was ajar completely dark in there and of course the guys are joking around, pushing each other. I'm not going to go in. No, you go in. I'm not going in. You go in. Blah, blah, blah. So I just said, screwed. I'm going in. And then there's you. Yep. Yeah, that's why they call me Pandora the Explorer. Cause I said, what's I'm in going to box. I'm what's in the box? What's in the box? I'm going to touch the butt. And that's exactly what it did. And I went in and it wasn't a pantry. It was like a smaller kitchen and it was for Micah like, from 1950s. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Everything was, like, there was, like, a hole in the floor. You know, typical stuff for something that's not being upkept, you know? Um, There were bags and bags and bags of old, like, mail. Unopened. Just piled everywhere. Ooh. Yeah. And I had to, like, step over, like, garbage bags and, like, grocery bags and stuff. There was beautiful dishes still there and of course your girl was just like I wish I could yoink every single one of these because this is gorgeous why uh-huh. is this but you here know I do know better <laughs> and I didn't touch anything <laughs> so I'm like maybe 5 6 feet into this house right into this little corner kitchen and that's when the guys start to like inch in through the door behind me And I go through this doorway and it's a small hallway. So I'm assuming it's one of what could have been like, you know, the servant's hallway because it was that small, like that enclosed. So I'm passing through that into this huge arched door. Um, It had no doors on the hinges anymore. It was just open. And I thought, kitchen, what's your next step that she thinks is gonna happen? It's either gonna be the foyer or you know it's going to be a closet something but i turned into the room and like i said everything was dark it's abandoned there's no electricity you know it's all gone right i walk in there and i can feel my friends behind me they're you know touching stuff like they shouldn't be <laughs> and just as i turned Put into the room back right that's what i mean what Don't, no touchy! Number one rule. No touchy the things. Do not touchy the things. So I go go into the room, and it's like, um, like a sitting room, okay? And I'm expecting, of course there's gonna be old furniture, but I expected, you know, old furniture and disrepair, matching the Formica kitchen, right? In some kind of 50 styles, floral patterns, or what have you, right? Some old velvet stuff. Um... I don't that know is what... Not what
1: you came across. No, it is not.
0: It is not. I. Nothing was dark anymore. The fireplace was lit. There was a fire going on. The room was in pristine condition. There were gorgeous furniture pieces. And I'm talking about like 1930s, 1940s.
1: Excuse the entire F out of me, but what?
0: Yes, I'm telling you, I mean, a hardwood, uh red velvet wingback chair, um, a chaise lounge, and there were these huge paintings um, on the wall, not over the fireplace, okay? The fireplace had old mail on top of it, okay? Just like junk with these tchotchkes around with it, right? But it was warm, there was a blanket thrown across, like a throw blanket, and I was like, oh, crap. I think somebody's actually, like, living here, you know? Oh. Yeah. I was like, we're going to – we're disturbing somebody. Somebody's in this house. And maybe the door was cracked because they were leaving or they had just gotten home. You know what I mean? So I started to freak out. Like, it's time and, go. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, the, we're going to go to jail. Jail. We're going to – breaking Which and is entering. Breaking and entering. <laughs> Yes. I can't go to jail. I'm too pretty for jail. <laughs> orange is not my color. <laughs> it really isn't. It's not even summertime, okay? That's for my <laughs> that's for my summertime colors. Orange. This is winter, <laughs> you know. It's so, too and I,
1: dark and depressing for bright eyes <laughs> I want
0: Just saying, I feel like an old Victorian child. Like I should be holding a candle and weeping for my mother, but uh, I was weeping for my mother in a getaway, real quick <laughs> at that moment. And I was just like, this is just so weird. Now, I didn't see anybody. I didn't see anybody. I didn't hear anybody except for my dumb friends behind me doing dumb stuff. And I turned around to go down the hallway, you know, to cut through back into that little Formica kitchen. And I heard the ringing of a telephone. Just the ringing of a telephone, you know, like one of those old like, you know what I mean? Oh, the old school. Yes, the old school ones. And it was faint, like it was in the room behind me, but like way back in the room or maybe under something. I don't know. Close but distant. Yes. So I'm like, if the phone is ringing, someone is absolutely here, you know, because the phone lines back then, they're different from the electrical lines. You don't need you know, an electrical line to run your phone. You just need a phone line. So I'm like, oh yeah. Oh no. Phone's ringing. Someone's going to be coming down the stairs at any moment. I don't know where they are. We need to go. So I hurry my little butt out into the kitchen and nobody's in the kitchen. I thought my friends were behind me making all of that noise, you know, being playfully scared. It's to go. Those- Nobody. This kitchen was clean. It was clean. There were no bags. There were no trash bags to step over. There was no like overflowing little kitchenette table. It was clean. Completely clean. No hole in the floor, nothing. And I'm like, this does not make sense. So you know how you'll like compute. Yeah, you know how you get like super scared and you think it's like your adrenaline that's making you see things differently. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that's how I felt about it. And I was just like, I jump out of the back door down these two little stairs, these little brick stairs. I don't even bother closing the door behind me. And I take off. My friends are nowhere to be seen. They are in my car and they are, they see me running around the corner and they start yelling, get in the car, get in the car, get in the car. And I'm, you won't have to tell me twice. I was already on my way there. Obviously in a, in a quick, fast, in a hurry fashion. Okay, so I jump into the car. They had already turned it on. I threw it in drive. We skid around this mansion and take off down this long driveway to get out, right? Come to find out there were no lights. Nothing was lit in the fireplace. The kitchen was still a mess. There was still a hole in the floor. There were bags everywhere. And it was dark as hell in there. Like when they walked in, they tried to walk in behind me and they said that it felt like the floor was going to give away under them. So they stepped back out and they had been calling me from the doorway to get out of the house because it was dangerous and falling apart. I didn't hear any of that. (laughs) They said that I walked straight through that kitchen That was a complete mess with divots in the floor, two holes in the floor. I only saw one. Um, Piled high with trash, broken dishes and everything. And that the floor was giving away. But I walked through it like nothing was wrong. Like it it just, like there were no holes. There was nothing. The house wanted you to walk in it. See, that... (sighs) it's throwing me for a loop girl because what i saw was completely different from what they saw they said when they when the i house got house wanted you to walk in it i didn't see anybody you i didn't, didn't have to see anybody
1: houses and, and dwellings and, and buildings can hold energy they can also yeah. project things that house wanted you to go in it it
0: wanted you to see its former grandeur and well it was gorgeous so thank you, house. But it creeped the hell out of me because my experience was completely different. They said that once I had stepped into that hallway, that's, that servant's hallway, they said it was completely black. They couldn't see me. They, I was like, I, I couldn't hear them at all. So they got, they hightailed right out of there, jumped into the car, turned the car on, and they were going to leave me. <laughs> They're not half they didn't but they were going to leave me because they swore up and down that I completely disappeared into the darkness and didn't say anything and guess how long because for me it was maybe about five minutes probably about half an hour it was about a half an hour. I was gone in there for about a half an hour, and my other friend, I don't want to name names, my other friend who was with me was screaming at my other guy friends not to leave me and that we needed to go back into the house because what if I had fallen through the floor and I needed help? So they were arguing back and forth on if they should leave and go get help or if they should stay and go in and help me when I came running around the corner full speed. So oh, speed ahead. Get the hell out of there! (laughs) right (laughs) Goodbye, (laughs) Dodge. Right? (laughs) I took a wrong turn at Albuquerque. (laughs) This is not where I was supposed to be. I mean, I was
1: supposed to turn left at the ectoplasm, not right.
0: (laughs) I'm saying, like, maybe it was a pocket dimension. I mean, it could have been a pocket dimension. You know what I mean? But projecting. Yeah, or the house projecting, much like Waverly. I'm sorry I went on that tangent. I just thought it was very relevant to what we were talking about tonight. Oh well, yeah, creepy-ass building. Have you had any experiences
1: like that before? Uh, not where I've seen a house or details of a house that wasn't actually there. But um, this is, uh, this might be a story for another podcast. My family house in far eastern kentucky that my great-grandmother lived in when i was little was very very haunted everybody in my family had an experience there to the point where my grandmother would not
0: even stay there was was it malevolent No,
1: it was just creepy as hell because there was several of them. There was one that wasn't very nice. He really I don't I'm not sure who he was. I'm not sure if he was a family member. I'm not sure what was going on there, but he liked to pull the blankets off people and not let you have them back. Oh, that's rude. That's rude. There was another one that liked to scrape the very heavy antique wooden kitchen chairs across the dining room in the middle of the night and wake everybody up by being loud and obnoxious. Yeah, that's rude. That's and straight up rude. My great-grandma had one of those old-school alarm clocks, and I'm talking the ones you had to whine that had the frickin' bell on the top. Oh. They loved to set those off in the middle of the night, too. You could hear conversations. It was just... It was a time.
0: It was spooky. Oh, yeah. See, we might have to make this a series, Haunted Places of Kentucky. There's a
1: lot that could contribute to it. I mean, it is the Appalachian Mountains. Lots Everything creepy
0: happens in the Appalachians, All right? Lots and lots of iron. Yeah, and I'm pronouncing that correctly and not the way I normally pronounce it. Okay, so I do not want any of my my friends to to get on to me about correct. <laughs> you can tell what region somebody's from by how they pronounce Appalachian. Yeah, I say Appalachia, so yeah. it's it's Appalachia to me, but it's technically. The, the name of it is the Appalachian Mountains. Appalachian. So, it's Appalachian.
1: <laughs> I grew up. And there's, there's some, there. It's
0: Appalachian. Those mountains and the cave systems. Oh, don't even get me started on the cave systems. I got to go. I got to go. I got to stop because the tangent's going to be too long. It's going to be too long. We got too That's much a problem. whole other episode. It's a whole other episode. <laughs> we'll just start in Kentucky and work our way down the line, okay? For real, though. So. So speaking of uh, Jesus-y things, one of the buyers, <laughs> <laughs> one of the buyers. This one made
1: me laugh.
0: <laughs> this one made me laugh, too, because I'm sorry, the world's tallest is in Rio, right? So this guy, um, they shut down the security prison idea, right? So because the community was outraged by the idea. They did not want a prison in their their town. Okay, so there were ideas for apartment complexes. See what I'm saying? Apartment complexes? Why? This, this statue. The statue that they tried. <laughs> This one was a guy. Hilarious. Who wanted to, and he, he had a plan and everything, to build the world's tallest Jesus statue Mr. on top H- of yeah. the Asylum. What was Mr. his name? Mr.
1: Robert Alberhaske. Yeah. He wanted to build a giant statue and turn the uh, facility itself into a chapel.
0: A god mall. Yeah. They they wanted to turn it into a god mall with like a cafe and an art center and a chapel. It was cray cray. I call those god malls. They get it's too big. They are. Yeah. It, they get too big to be considered a church to me and it becomes more of a mall. So, I mean, to each their own, but, you know, it is what it is.
1: The the reason why is what I find so glorious about this. I love it. What was the reason why? So the first, the development was supposed to cost about altogether between the statue and the rest of the God Mall about a total of $12 million. And they were trying to raise this. And they did not. (laughs) They nowhere freaking close. <laughs> nope. <laughs> they raised about $3,000. That's
0: 3 it. Million,
1: Not $300,000. $3, dollars towards yeah. their $12,000,000 goal.
0: Mm. Could you imagine
1: $12,000,000 for a church? Between March of 1996 and until the project was canceled in December of 1997. So in a total of... Let's see 21 months they raised about three thousand dollars
0: yeah nobody wanted that no nobody wanted that
1: i don't blame them
0: i, I i'm gonna be honest
1: well Neither it was I. inspired by the christ the redeemer statue in rio de janeiro
0: yeah see that's what i was referring to that one is beautiful and i'm not a but Christian. I'm not
1: either, but that's a beautiful statue. And the placement of that statue is also gorgeous on the
0: side of that mountain. Oh, yeah, beautiful. It's beautiful. But a Jesus statue, the tallest Jesus statue on top of a sanatorium? Kentucky. (laughs) Kentucky? I mean, I know it's the Bible Belt, but... What? Lordy. I don't even think the structure itself would be able to hold... Even if the
1: statue was going to be separate. It wasn't going to be on the facility itself.
0: I thought they said it was going to be on top, like on the roof of the Mm -hmm. sanatorium. My bad. It still wouldn't have been able to hold it.
1: No, it would not have been. There would have been way too much Jesus for one super (laughs) old tuberculosis hospital.
0: (laughs) I didn't know it was possible to have too much Jesus, but apparently it is. Oh, that's funny. You oh, imagine that's a funny.
1: Jesus statue 150 feet tall and 150 feet wide? Oh, they did want to put it on the roof of the sanatorium. One of the <gasps> things I've read said it was just going to be on the ground. They wanted on the roof. It wouldn't hold. I am just
0: I just feel like it wouldn't hold. It would like, not. What were, what were they going to build? The material it would take to build that. Probably. It would be entirely too heavy. See, it would be... That's. Hundreds, maybe even million of pounds of concrete, and then not not to mention the structure to hold the concrete in the middle. The it fact the steel. structure
1: itself was 70 years
0: old at that point right? and
1: disrepair.
0: Negative. I could see why it would cost 12 million dollars. Exactly. To do that. that is a no go, Ghost Rider. Ah, the pattern is full, my guy. It's not it's not gonna fit. This does not, not compete. compete. No. (laughs) Your Jesus statue is going to be on the floor. Yeah. And it could, depending on its height, I mean, it would crush. 150 feet? 100, whatever's behind it, it's gone. Gone. Smashed to bits. Gone. So, okay. So aside (laughs) aside from God's Mall, okay. God's Mall. In 2001, a couple named Tina and Charlie Mattingly bought the land and they still own it to this day but unfortunately they are struggling for a while okay and they're still they still got a little bit of struggle okay um while they're trying to do something with the property now the council approved a zoning request for a massive hotel project but that hasn't been completed and they say it's likely due to a lack of funding um, some parts of the structure have been successfully renovated, but most of it is still an eerie and kind of <laughs> original sanatorium. And this is where the tours come in and the spoops this is where the spooks come in. So the hotel plans
1: in seem to festival. have been scrapped.
0: <laughs> yes, in the festival. Get- what I the- remember this
1: festival, and I,
0: so- I was so mad I didn't get to go, but I was also only like 15. Yeah, yeah, I could see why you couldn't go. Sounds I- of the
1: Underground Music Festival. It was a whole bunch of metal bands, and some of them my favorites, like Hatebreed and Shadows Fall and Chimera and Lamb of God and Guar and just... Oh, ones? I just saw Guar and Lamb of God and Hatebreed a few weeks ago. No, a week ago.
0: <laughs> a week ago, girl. It hasn't been that long. <laughs> yeah. It was a little over a week ago. That <laughs> was uh, Incarceration, right? Incarceration Festival at
1: Mansfield Reformatory.
0: Yeah. Ohio
1: State Reformatory.
0: Another spoopy place. And wasn't there a film that was. Shawshank Redemption. Yeah. Shawshank Redemption was was done there. Yeah, I was well, tours the prison tour. It was,
1: it was beautiful. That inside of Ohio State Reformatory or Mansfield Reformatory, what have you, is so freaking cool.
0: I saw the pictures you sent me on the tour, and they are gorgeous. I mean, it's it's creepy, sufficiently creepy, but they're the lighting. It was beautiful. I'm just saying, it was so perfect in there. So speaking of the tours, uh, Tina and Charlie host tours at the sanatorium to raise money for restoration, which excellent idea. And they host a variety of tours, including a 2.5 hour historical tour and a two hour paranormal tour. And during the Halloween season, this hurts me because I want to go so bad. But the Halloween season, they sometimes set up a haunted house inside the structure, inside the asylum. And it's just fun scares more than history. So this is something that we need to do immediately. We Yeah, we
1: need to go on the uh, six hour overnight tour and scare the hell out of ourselves. And I think we need to get a hold of Tyler to go with us. because Yes! He's dead yes. and he's like, yeah. And you know, (laughs) I told him, I said, next time you go, I'm going with you. He's like, well, come on with you.
0: Well, I'm going with you, which means I'm going with him. So we're all going together. (laughs) We are. Adventures with Tyler. Speaking of Tyler, I said we were going to do it at the end, but it's way more relevant for right now. And I'm going to use it as an opener to introduce you guys to the residents, the resident ghosts of the sanatorium. The resident
1: ghosts, the darling ghosts of our sanatorium, the people who are stuck there for eternity
0: yes so tyler is a is a friend of ours um we spend a lot of time playing video games with this this wonderful man and hawk who is one of his friends and one of our friends as well and tyler had a few things to share with us about his personal experience at waverly hills during one of the tours it was one of the 2.5 hour tours and uh i was it the paranormal did he specify which tour it was
1: he didn't specify which tour it was but he did tell me about some of the extremely creepy things that happened to him on this tour
0: all right it's time to share share the story with us man. about share Tyler. the awesome yes well, he, share the awesome our
1: darling tyler he says that uh, he was on the tour on either the second or third floor and he can't remember exactly which floor because it's creepy And he stopped and looked in the room, and the rest of the group kept going. So when he looked down the hall, the group had already turned the corner. He said he was walking pretty fast to try and catch up. And as he walked by one of the doorways, his shirt got grabbed and pulled tight, like something was trying to grab him and pull him into the room or to get him to stop. He said there was no wind in the place, and he stopped and looked around. There was nobody around, didn't feel a breeze or anything. And then when he caught back up to the group, He pulled the guide to the side and he asked her if anything like that had ever happened on that floor before. And she said that multiple people have had that same thing happen to them and even happen to her herself. And uh, he found out that the spirit of a child can be found on that floor and they will try to get your attention by holding your hand or pulling on your shirt (laughs) to try to get you to stop. That's that's creepy. Yeah. And he said that his shirt was pulled tight like as if somebody yanked on it, not just like a, a slight tug, but it was yanked.
0: Dang. And he he wasn't like standing near any doorways, like it could have been caught on a nail or something. Yeah, it, it, it he wasn't standing where it could have been caught on something. It was
1: like something just grabbed him and yanked and Wow. Was trying to get him to come with them. Dang. Dang, Tyler.
0: Dance, Damn Tyler. Tyler. <laughs> we ain't talking about your shoes. We're talking about holy crap balls, Batman. Tyler with the good stories. Right? Now isn't there a second one involving the horrible and creepy body shoot That's There the is. And like it's it's spooky and
1: creepy, but so part of the tour is you're walking down the body chute and he specified that about one side being steps and one side having the ramp. He said the whole group went down and him and his buddy went further than anybody else, which honestly I would have done too because who who wouldn't? I don't even who, know if I would. Who loves been the there. spoops? Who wouldn't? I know I would. I, it's a hole in the ground. And he says he's walking, he gets to the point where he can't hear anybody anymore, and he turns around and it is just pitch freaking black. And he was the only one left in there. Like even his buddy just disappeared.
0: So his yeah. buddy just up and dipped and left him down exactly
1: there. Exactly, just left him down there. Yeah, that ain't he a friend. The ghosts and the demons. That is no friend, sir. <laughs> that is not a friend. No. And then he said that he hauled ass to get back up to the steps and he got to the door right when the guide was about to shut it and lock it. <gasps> so our no. darling friend Tyler almost got his ass locked in the body shoot.
0: No! Do you know how many videos I have watched of Ghost Hunters going down that body shoot and being like... There was like... There's pictures. Y'all yeah,
1: there's the one pictures. on... was I think it was Ghost Hunters where there was the entity that just comes running at them in the yeah. shoot. I was like, oh. That's a negative, I, I my I told him, I said, that makes you a very brave man going that far in that shoot, but I would have yeah. totally
0: been right there with you, my dude. Right, but, and, but here's what boggles my mind. Riddle me this, Batman. Why... Why, Tyler, why? I'm speaking to you, Tyler. Why? Would after you have had this experience being yanked by some unseen force in the same area, why? What in your brain said, yes, I want to go down the body chute? Nothing bad's going to happen to me there.
1: (laughs) Uh, See, I can't speak for Tyler here, but I can speak for me. Girl, why? Why
0: would you do it? Why,
1: girl? I went into the solitary confinement room at um, the Mansfield Reformatory, and it was it's like so tight as hell to get into, but it was really freaking cool. It so was what, an experience. What you're telling me is you nearly died. <laughs> uh, I I felt some things. It maybe <laughs> maybe. But I definitely
0: felt some things. See, people talk about putting me on a leash. I need to get you one of those ki- those like kids' leashes where it connects like wrist to wrist. That's See, gonna be yes.
1: Except, can you make it less like weird coil and more like gothy chain? Because I can get down with that.
0: Watch, I'm gonna buy one and decorate it. I'm gonna make it black and I'm gonna decorate it with spikes and stuff. At least we can. It'll double as a as a a weapon. Really cute accessory. A great and a accessory weapon. and a weapon. In a and way that neither know, one we of us can get lost. too
1: far from each other because we're both gonna be adventurous. So <laughs> Done I can't and done freak for Tyler, but I can tell you that I would definitely go down that chute in a heartbeat. Oh, I
0: can't. I Give can't. me a
1: flashlight, girl. And I'm good. I can't.
0: I can't say I can't do it. I can't do it. I would I would freak all the way out. All the way out. Couldn't do it. Well, if we're stuck
1: together by chain, I think that you might have no other choice but then to go with me.
0: I don't know if that's a, oh, now I'm rethinking my life choices.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I have a feeling our adventures might make you do that a few times. Probably.
0: Probably. (laughs) <laughs> Probably see people are like, no, Pandora, don't do it. No, Suthi, don't touch the butt. Now it's more, Now you're just gonna pair me up with Meps here, and I, I'm not gonna have a choice. I'm gonna have to go touch the butt now. That's gonna, gonna be the first time my in my choice. life I've been called a bad influence. <laughs> I'll take it. I love it. I need to be pushed past my boundaries anyway. So
1: I got you, girl. Screw it. Let's
0: go. <laughs> Okay, so so speaking of that, there is a actual list of the Waverly Hills Sanatorium ghosts, the resident ghosts. And speaking of children, um there are two child ghosts that occupy the 4th and 5th floor of the sanatorium. The most notoriously haunted floors
1: of the sanatorium are the 4th and 5th floor.
0: Yeah. Yeah, they are. And we're going to start this list off with the ghosts of Timmy and Mary. Now, it's wholesome Timmy before we get into the (laughs) darkness. Right? We're going to go into the wholesome first. I mean, it's unfortunate that that Timmy is now a ghost. And of course... Because he's so playful and so sweet. He is. He is. I'm not spooked by Timmy, okay? I'm a little spooked by Mary, who is the second childlike ghost that's there. Okay. Yeah she's a little scary. She's a little she she creeps me out just a little bit. Timmy on the other hand I will roll the ball with you all day honey.
1: Yes yes honey I will play ball with you all day. I'm an auntie. You kids you want to play and I feel bad for particularly little Timmy who is stuck in this dimension for eternity in a place like Waverly Hills. And all he wants to do is play ball. It, all he wants to do is play with that damn ball.
0: That's it. Okay. So let's, let's get into it. Let's get into it. As was stated, the most paranormal floor in Waverly Hills sanatorium is believed to be the fourth and fifth floors of the tur- tuberculosis. Gosh, darn it. I had it the
1: first time. And you, you said it successfully <laughs> once. And that's, that's good enough.
0: That's, that, enough. That that that's enough. That works. That's enough. It's enough for me today. I need a drink.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I need a drink. Damn
0: it. So the fourth level of Waverly Hills is particularly famous for its ghostly activity. And it was the level where surgeries were performed, often fatal to patients. Now, I don't want to get too much into the gore of these surgeries, but one of them was where, and if if you can't do this, earmuffs. Cover your ears skip ahead about 15 seconds, okay. Um is where they would remove muscle tissue and ribs from around the lungs to make believing that it would make the lungs expand more. That's one of the surgeries that they performed. I'm not going to get into the other one because it's entirely too gruesome. Um if you left, welcome back. So there's that and it is said to be haunted by little timmy who is said to run around the place and he seems to be the most active ghost in the sanatorium there have been many people who visited the place and those who work or worked there played with him now shortly after setting a ball on the ground it would move around the floor without outside help The ball left on the third floor would often end up on the fourth floor. And from eyewitness accounts that I have seen on video and that I have read about, if you bring him a ball, he will play with you with that ball. Roll it back and forth in the room or down the hallway or bounce it down the stairs um, people have heard him giggling. People have seen him, or the silhouette of him, running past a doorway, chasing a ball, or carrying a leather ball. Because this is uh, this is dated. It's probably from what I heard in some of the YouTube videos. He's uh, he's kind of dressed around like nineteen thirties, nineteen forties. So the balls weren't rubber. They were made out of uh, leather. Leather, yeah. So they all
1: had a leather bladder at
0: that point. Exactly. So the next ghost, this one is Mary. This is one that creeps me out just a little bit. They there's even a, a picture of her, and it's it's creepy. Oh man, is it creepy? Have you seen the picture that was taken by Ed and Lorraine Warren at the um, oh, what's the house? Oh. The- the one they have so many movies about it, and I can the never Amityville. Remember. Yes, thank you, Amityville. See,
1: Ed and Lorraine Warren, when it actually came to Amityville. Now this is going to be a little tangent of my own.
0: Okay. They had almost
1: nothing to do with Amityville. Lorraine didn't even go. Ed showed up yeah. and said, "This place doesn't even need us," and dipped. See, that's Lorraine, what I heard. Warren were were not as um. Now, this is my personal opinion. If you don't agree with me, that's fine, but I'm going to share it. Ed and Lorraine Warren were not nearly as big a shots as they tried to come off to be and as their reputation tries to say they are.
0: Well, well. from we did an episode on Ed and Lorraine Warren, and um, this was uh, before you joined us as co host. And um, the research that I did on them is that they were more lecturers. Mm -hmm. On um, demonology and basically how to get rid of demons and ghosts and that kind of nature. Um, They did go on a lot of go to a lot of sites, a lot of supposedly haunted sites, um, but weren't as hands on in about like 90% of them. Yeah, they were not. They studied it. Um In some severe cases, they performed um, exorcisms or studies to help the families, but about 90% of those cases, they were observers, if that makes sense. Yes, yeah,
1: not just, actually involved, they were just there. Right. Not actually helping anybody, they were just there.
0: Yeah, they were observing the situation. Um the researchers who actually performed, they stayed a couple of days, actually, in Amityville. And one of the most, it still gives me chills. Like, I'm talking about it, and I'm getting goosebumps. That picture of the little boy who was one of the murder victims in the house, uh, standing at the in the doorway at the top of the stairs. Have you seen it? Yes. Ooh. I tell you every time. I mean, I'm not even looking at it right now, and I'm getting goosebumps. Like I am telling you, it is not. That is not a kid. No, it's not a, not a child. That is not a child. Well, it's, it's something that's very
1: common for demons and other dark entities to take the form of children because children are so innocent.
0: Yeah, you, They lure you in with yep. the innocent act, right? Mm-hmm. But I'm telling you, if you're if you're anything like me, and you get you get the feel feels in places. And you saw that, your first reaction would scream, burn it down with fire, and run away. <laughs> it would never be oh. cleansing, but
1: sometimes it is fire is not exactly the kind of cleaning you
0: want. <laughs> well, it's not the energy you want to put it in. But mm-hmm. I'm saying I'm not saying it's logical. I'm not saying it was right. I'm just saying that's the first reaction I would have. That would How be my cool initial gut feeling. Burn it with fire. Yeah. Burn it all down. <laughs> exactly. It's not the right move. But it's a move nonetheless. It's, exactly. It's a move. It's self-preservation, is what it <laughs> is. Okay. <laughs> Fighter, or, or burn it the hell down. Yes, exactly. And if i could, if I could burn it down, I would. I would. So <laughs> let's get so speed going back to the picture of Mary. It is creepy. Um, I will try and post these pictures um and the article that has these pictures in our Discord. If you're not a part of our Discord, go ahead and click that solo link, and it will take you there where you can see all of these spoopy things readily available at your fingertips. I digress. So the um, other ghost, Mary, is said to roam the empty hospital, occasionally identified as a former patient, Mary Lee. And there is a picture of Miss Mary. Um, Although there is no certain way to check this guest connection between the haunting at Waverly Hills and this particular apparition, the patient by this name did exist. She came to Waverly Sanatorium as a healthy child, contracted the disease and died within the walls. She, and I don't mean like she crawled into the walls. She was just in the sanatorium when she passed away.
1: What that tells me is she was either the child of a patient or the child of a uh, worker.
0: Yeah, that's also what I'm guessing as well. They describe her as slim, um, petite, and said to be roaming around the halls of the main building of Waverly Hills Sanatorium as well as surroundings of the hospital. So she leaves the sanatorium
1: that is a very intelligent haunting if she is just roaming the grounds instead of just one building or one area
0: yeah that's what i'm saying And
1: timmy favors the fourth floor
0: yes that's where i and i'm i'm assuming because he's part of the fourth floor that he may have been an unfortunate victim to these uh uh, experimental surgeries that they probably
1: was they were yeah. very cruel to tuberculosis, tuberculosis patients and uh, <sighs> mental patients, and yeah,
0: I'm not the only one who mispronounced it tonight. But that was your first time. Every other time, you got it right. <laughs> tuberculosis,
1: it's
0: tuberculosis, like and it's just unfamiliar, it's right? Weird. <laughs> exactly. So there, as we have stated, there's been some people. Who have reported seeing her peek through the windows only to disappear moments later. And they have video footage of this. And they also have and you can um watch the video footage on YouTube uh called Waverly Hills Ghost Pogo Stick. And it is oh, The pogo stick in the hallway. It's terrifying.
1: It's terrifying. I don't even have to watch that video to know which one it is because I've seen that video before. Yeah.
0: Oh, buddy. It, ooh, it's terrifying it is terrifying. Now yeah, that's why Mary creeps me out. Timmy not so much, Mary. Hmm. Mm. Moving on. There's the doppelganger. Would you like to tell them about the the doppelganger? Oh, the
1: doppelgangers are fun. Yeah. So, and creepy. Doppelganger literally means double goer in German. And a lot of visitors to the side of Waverly Hills and some volunteers, they claim to have seen Doppelganger on the floors. Uh, it basically describes look lookalike spirit of a living person. Uh, they walk around like a normal human being. And some have even claimed that the ghosts and the Doppelgangers at Waverly Hills have talked to and interacted with tourists. And a lot of European cultures believe that if you were to encounter your own Doppelganger, it would basically mean a quick death is imminent. Dang you imagine running into a doppelganger though just a ghost that is talking to you and interacting with you like they're just a a person like they're there
0: no well I mean yes but that doesn't mean I want it to happen
1: yeah there's a couple interesting pictures of the doppelgangers here yes
0: I yeah I think I actually have one of those downloaded um it's it's pretty crazy yeah it's right there yeah okay so she's like in walking it's a she at this point and I say it
1: yeah it's a she it's a very very pretty young woman
0: yeah but it's just she's also transparent in some places
1: yeah (laughs) you can see her face and her shoulders really well basically from like the sternum up and then the rest she's just kind of she's there and you can see a shape but she's misty
0: yes yeah exactly that's what I was gonna say it's a little misty it's a little misty Now, these are going to play into what we're going to speak to you next about. uh, Room 502. Okay. Room 502. Now, here's a trigger warning for room 502. It deals in self unaliving. Okay. So if you cannot, if that's something that you cannot handle, um, go ahead and dip out. It's perfectly fine. Nobody's going to blame you. Okay, so I'm just going to give you that warning right now before we get to it. Um, it's called the Blonde in the Window, and there are some photos captured in some selfies from some people who were visiting the area. And uh, there's two photos, and as I said, we'll provide these on their Discord so that you can look at them and make a determination for yourself if they're real or not. Okay, speculation is great. Um So the site where the photo was taken have no windows, at least at the time when it was made. So reflection would not explain the appearance of a woman behind the two women in the picture. By the way, if you're curious, why is that all the ghosts of the sanatorium appear as white or Caucasian? There is simple explanation for that. All African-American patients were taken taken to a hospital that was designated for African American people, and it was at a certain distance from the main building, and has since been demolished.
1: Okay, mm, racism,
0: boo, boo, boo. So racism. there's yeah, there's the explanation for that. Um, I mean. I mean, it, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense to me. Does it doesn't make sense to you? It doesn't make sense to me. No. I, <sighs> I'm not going to stew in my own juices right now about it.
1: We are going to continue talking about Room 502, so that yes. way
0: those who have had the trigger warning can come back sooner. Yes. Okay. Yes. So we've got spooky, aggressive spirits. We have the dark ghost with no eyes. The crawler or the creeper, which is seen to be crawling on the walls or the ceiling and gives off very demonic vibes to anyone who has encountered it. And then there's the kitchen apparitions. And in the kitchen of Waverly Hills, it has many legends and spirits that is said to roam in its empty spaces. But one of these ghosts is a tall man in white that probably worked there at some point. There is no name that was ever tied to any historical figure. However, additionally, many guard staff and visitors of Waverly Hills Sanatorium claim to have experienced sensing unexplained smells of cooking. Especially smells of freshly baked bread, sounds of voices, shouting, footsteps, and even noises of metal things being dropped or smashed. Needless to say, no one did any cooking in these kitchens for a very long time, so it's hard to explain these strange occurrences. And there are also pictures that accompany that. So,
1: Well, kitchens have a lot of things that can make noise, so of course the spirit is going to want to go to a kitchen and throw things and havoc so that way people know that they are there exactly i'm here i'm gonna make noise listen
0: to me damn it pay attention i've been here for entirely too long and i am lonely exactly (laughs) so here we go here is your warning we're going to start talking about room 502 And like I said, if this is something that you are not able to listen to, this is your time to mute, scroll, skip ahead.
1: This is a trigger warning for a sewer slide um, and just generally a very difficult story to listen to.
0: Yes. And it involves two people. So I'm I'm giving you a second. You can go now. It's fine. Bye. We love you. Have a good day.
1: Trust me, we don't judge you.
0: Not at all. Not at all. Okay, so here is room five hundred two, and your mom was very excited to hear about this one. Am I? Am I right?
1: Yes. Uh, my my mom and myself are are uh, quite familiar with room five hundred two, and what's happened there.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't blame you because it's fascinating. It It is. is. And it's
1: it's an area that we we live in this area. And my mom spent a lot of time living in Kentucky as she was growing up. Really? And not far from Louisville and the Waverly Hills sanatorium.
0: Okay. Okay. Cool. All right. So here we go. There is a legend at Waverly Hills, that is connected to the notoriously haunted fifth floor of the building. And this floor of the old hospital consisted of two nurses' stations, a pantry, a linen room, a medicine room, and two medium-sized rooms on both sides of the two nurses' stations. And one of these rooms is room 502. And it is the subject of many rumors and legends. And just about every curiosity seeker known to man has broken into Waverly Hills over the years to see it. And here's what draws them to this room. I would love to see Room 502. You know,
1: I would too. My morbid curiosity would take over. I would love to see Room 502. And I would definitely remember these two women for sure remember and honor their memory being in there
0: absolutely don't freaking touch anything don't touch don't touch it for i can't reiterate this enough (laughs) don't touch it don't touch it okay so i will talk about one of the women if you would like to speak about one of the women as well sure i'm down
1: okay would you like to go first uh the So the the first woman uh, was in 1928. She was found dead in room 502. Um, She had taken her own life with a a rope necklace from the light fixture. Um, She was 29 years old, unmarried and pregnant. It is actually um, rumored that she was impregnated by a doctor in the sanatorium and he wanted nothing to do with her or the baby. And that is when she decided to end her life. There's an other versions of the story that say it was the hospital owner who impregnated her. And this... It's not known how long she was actually there before her body was discovered. And this would not be the only tragedy to occur within with a connection to 502.
0: No. Yeah. No. Um, the next woman, also a nurse, at... Waverly, um, was said to have thrown herself out the window of room 502, falling to her death. And it's, they speculate as to why this had happened, why she had done what she did. Um, some say it had something to do with uh, a broken heart. Others have said that it was because she was had gone a little... To the left, if you know what I mean. She's gone a little cuckoo. Um, Out in left field, chasing butterflies. And others have, and this one's the most prominent, is that it was due to stress of the situation. Stress of working at the hospital. Stress of watching these patients that she had come to care for pass away. And she couldn't handle it anymore. She couldn't couldn't deal. She couldn't cope. And... um, she ended up diving to her death um and it was gruesome i mean someone falling from that height you know there's another theory about her what's the other theory that she was pushed 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 i didn't read that part explain
1: um all it says that there is no records to indicate it but in the but it's just rumor but there is speculation for many that she was actually pushed over that edge pushed but that goes kind of goes along with things or i wouldn't say speculation but that um people just passing the room or people in the room have gotten the urge to jump out the window
0: really yes i didn't know that that is insane and 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 we as dumbasses want to go in that room
1: oh i want to go in that room but i my self-preservation skills are quite awesome i don't think i would be jumping out of a window
0: uh me neither yeah. Yeah. me neither i'd be hanging on to something i'd be on the door frame or you know
1: no i'd go in the room but i definitely would not no jumping out the window no
0: jumping no jumping self-preservation skills on point Batman
1: (laughs) well like I have
0: said I don't have a flight mode I got a fight mode so if I can swing at it and punch it I'm okay
1: yeah I think I'm gonna have a fight mode and definitely not
0: take flight mode out the window (laughs) exactly exactly uh I, I I deal with hard situations by laughing so that's uh yeah that's that. So thank you so much for joining us tonight in our discussion and research of Waverly Hills Sanatorium in Louisville, Kentucky. I want to give a special thanks to uh, our friend Hawk for suggesting this topic. And, and I,
1: Tyler for his contributions as well.
0: Exactly. Exactly. That's thank you. Story. Thank you. Thanks for sharing that with us. And thanks for going there. Like... That's cool. I want to go. I can't wait to go. We're gonna have to make plans to go. This yes, is something for that's real gonna have to happen. Adventure hunter. Let's go. Yes, let's go. All the spoops. So yes, thank you for joining us tonight. Um, I had a great time. And I just want to announce to everyone that Mebula will be on permanently now. She is no longer a special guest, she is now a co-host. Yay! I'm so excited. <laughs> so thank you for joining the team, and welcome, welcome. And I'm so excited for you to be here. This week so my happy heart. Here, I'm so happy you're here because it's great. This is wonderful because you and I have been friends for oh gosh, going on what three years now? Four? Just about. Yeah. Met,
1: like actually, right around this time. Yeah. During that horrible, horrible virus.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, when everybody was uh, hanging out on the internet.
1: Oh, yeah. Yay for the internet. (laughs) Yay for the internet.
0: (laughs) It's not always crappy. Oh, not always. You get some good friends out of it sometimes. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, thank you. And um, I really appreciate you being here and being a part of the team now. And I can't wait to see what we do later on, like, next week. (laughs) Oh, thank you for having me because I have so much fun doing this. I'm glad. I enjoy it a lot. I'm really glad that you enjoyed it as much as I do. And you're as as passionate about the spoops and the creep as I am.
1: I live my life like every day is Halloween, so.
0: And you're gorgeous at it.
1: Oh, thank you. You're so (laughs) sweet. I love you. I love you. I love you.
0: So as I say, don't forget to check that solo link. It takes you to all of our places, the Tic the Twits, the Discord, the Facebooks, the Spotify, the iHeartRadio. You know what? The list goes on. You can catch us anywhere. So don't forget the salt. Check under the bed. Grab your favorite whoopee and turn on that nightlight because you don't want the woolly boogers to get you. They attack. They bite. They bite. Bye. Right? Exactly. (laughs) Bye-bye.